This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. Today, we are going to still be talking about the New York Jets. But before we get to that, I want to say thank you all for the amazing support. We are at 934 downloads on the podcast all time. We're almost to that goal of 1,000 downloads on the podcast all time. But I also want to uh, throw it over to the Deluxe Edition Network and the podcasts, April's or May's podcasts of the month, which are Horsing Around and the Real Drunks podcast. Go check them out. You'll love them. They're a great group of people that love what they do and they love making you laugh. Thank you so very much. And also go check out all the others at the Deluxe Edition Network.com where you'll find any podcast you like, including mine. So let's get on with the show. Um, so last week we talked about Joe Namath and the Broadway Joe Namath era of the Jets, the road to Super Bowl three. When they get to Super Bowl three, the Joe Namath pretty much guarantees a win in Super Bowl three and the Jets pull it off. Then the decline, his departure, his retirement, after he leaves the Jets to go to the Los Angeles Rams. And now we're talking about the rebuilding and the modest success from 1977 to 1989. Final years at Shea. Feeling that having to play road games until the Mets were done with Shea Stadium put the Jets at a disadvantage. The team announced in 1977 that they would play two home games a year in September at the Giants' new home at the Meadowlands Sports Complex in New Jersey Giants Stadium. Litigation began between New York City and the Jets over the issue, and in the lawsuit settlement, the city agreed to allow the Jets to play two September home games a season at Shea, beginning in 1978 for the remaining six years in the Jets' lease. In 1977, the Jets were to play one game... September game at Giants Stadium and an October 2nd game at Shea. Despite the favorable settlement, the Jets won only three of 14 games. Rookies on the team selected in the 1977 NFL draft, including seven players who starred for them in the late 1970s and early 80s, such as tackle Marvin Powell, wide receiver Wesley Walker, and defensive lineman Joe Klecko. Klecko became part of a defensive line known as the New York Sack Exchange. And I think Joe Klecko even became, I think he's a Hall of Fame, going to be a Hall of Famer soon. I'll have to check on that later near the end of the episode. And Michael's second season, the Jets adopted new uniforms in a darker green and with a streamlined logo. When quarterback Richard Todd was injured, his backup Matt Robinson proved to be a deep throwing threat who led New York to eight wins in the first 14 of the newly expanded 16 game season and into playoff contention. However, the team lost its final two contests and did not qualify for the playoffs. Walt Michaels was named AFC 
coach of the year to keep for keeping his young team in playoff contention so long. There was much media discussion as to whether Todd or Robinson should be the starting quarterback in 1979. Todd emerged as the starter as Robinson was injured while arm wrestling during the preseason. The injury and his attempts to conceal it from Michaels ended his career with the Jets. Todd led the Jets to another 8-8 eight and eight record. Jimmy the Greek predicted the Jets would go to the Super Bowl in 1980, but they ended that season with a 4-12 record. There was fan pressure on the Jets to fire Walt Michaels after 1980. It increased when the Jets lost their first three games in the 81 season. Even so, Michaels described his team as being of a championship playoff caliber. The Jets compiled a record of two, 12, of 10-2-1 in their remaining games, losing twice to the Seattle Seahawks to finish the season with their first winning record and playoff appearance since 1969. Their Week 16 victory over the Packers boosted the Jets into boosted the Jets into the playoffs and also gave the Giants their first playoff burst since 1963 with the victory over the Dallas Cowboys the prior day. The Jets fell behind the Bills 24 to nothing in the wild card game and lost 31-27 as their potential game-winning drive was stopped when the Bills intercepted a Todd pass near. Buffalo's goal line. One of the Jets' brightest spots was their defensive line. Mark Gastineau and Joe Klecko anchored the sack exchange and combined for more than 40 quarterback sacks. In the strike-shortened 1982 season, the Jets finished 6-3 and and upset the Cincinnati Bengals in the first round of the playoffs as running back Freeman McNeil became the second player to rush for 200 yards in a postseason game. New York then defeated the top-seeded Los Angeles Raiders 17 to 14 mm. based on the strong performances of McNeil and Wesley Walker in a game that saw numerous turnovers on both sides. The Jets next traveled to face the Miami Dolphins in the AFC championship game. The game was preceded by a series of storms that turned the orange bowl into a mud pit. The Dolphins stated that they did not own a tarp and that stadium maintenance was Dane County's responsibility, so the field laid exposed to the elements. The muddy field slowed the Jets' offense in what was dubbed the Mud Bowl. Neither team managed much offense. Both teams gained less than 200 yards. At the end of the, his best season, Todd threw five interceptions, the last being a screen plus deflected and returned by linebacker A.J. Dewey for a costly fourth-quarter touchdown as New York fell to Miami 14-0. to on February 9, 1983, Walt Michaels announced his resignation, and the following day, the Jets elevated offensive coordinator Joe Walton to the head coaching position. In Walton's first months as head coach, the team made a decision which would be long discussed and criticized. In the first round of the 1983 NFL Draft, New York selected quarterback Ken O'Brien. In drafting O'Brien, the Jets passed up University of Pittsburgh quarterback Dan Marino, who went on to have a stellar career with the Dolphins and would be many times to be a thorn in the Jets' side. The 1983 season started with high expectations, but the Jets, Jets dropped to 7-9. and nine. The Jets' lease at Shea Stadium was due to expire after 1973. Jets may... Majority owner Leon Hess and New York Mayor Ed Koch attempted to negotiate a new lease for the team. The Jets wanted the city to redevelop the stadium to expand its capacity to 67,000 and to alleviate its rundown state. Hess felt that Koch was uninterested in the Jets. He had attended one Jets game in his six years as mayor and had left early. Koch said, 
Hess refused to consider the city's offer of renovations to Shea Stadium and had made it clear to city officials he planned to move to New Jersey. Negotiations soon reached an impasse, and in 1983, October 1983, the team announced it would move to Giants Stadium beginning in the 1984 season. The Jets played their final game at Shea on December 10, 1983, and lost to the Steelers 34-7. It was also the last game for Steelers Hall of Fame quarterback Terry Bradshaw. As fans pillaged the stadium for mementos, the scoreboard read New York Jet, New Jersey Jets in reference to the team's departure to the Meadowlands. Early Meadowlands years. Ugh. Hess acquired full ownership of the Jets on February 9, 1984, when Helen Dillon sold her 25% interest in him to him. Before the season, New York traded quarterback Richard Todd to the New Orleans Saints. New York began its season with veteran Pat Ryan as starting quarterback. O'Brien was spending most weekdays waiting to testify about an uh, altercation at the Studio 54 nightclub at which Jets players had been present and by some accounts involved. The Jets played their first game in the 1984 preseason at their new home against the Cincinnati Bengals on August 5th. Then on August 6th, played their first regular season game with Giant Stadium as home base at against the Steelers, the same team that the Jets faced at their last game at Shea, losing 23-17. They then had a second, second consecutive mediocre season, finishing 7-9 after starting the season 6-2. In 1985, the Jets made the playoffs, securing an 11-5 record and hosted their first playoff game in four years. They were defeated in the first round by the eventual AFC champion New England Patriots after turning the ball over five, four times. Looking to approve on their 1985 performance. Sorry. The Jets started the 1986 season 10-0, or 10-1, including nine straight wins. In week three against Miami, the Jets won 41-45 in overtime as Ken O'Brien and Dan Marino combined to pass for 884 yards, then an NFL record. Racked by injuries, the, Jet, the Jets lost their final five regular season games but still made the playoffs. In the wild card playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Jets replaced O'Brien with Pat Ryan and won 35-15. Thus, victory sent the Jets to the divisional round in an away game against Cleveland Browns. The Jets built a 20-10 lead and appeared to have stopped a late Cleveland drive until Mark Gastineau was called for a roughing the passer penalty. A late hit on Browns quarterback Bernie Kosar then that gave the Browns an, an, another opportunity. Cleveland went on to tie the game and in the second overtime defeated the Jets 23-20. The Browns went on to lose the Denver Broncos beaten by the Jets earlier in the season in the AFC Championship game. The Broncos in turn lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Many Jets were convinced that given the opportunity to play the Giants, the Jets would have won. According to Esnakazi, the Giants were the toast in New York back in a championship game for the first time since the 1960s while the Jets contemplated the late hit and what might have been. In 1987, the Jets won their first two games. NFL players then staged a strike. A team composed mostly of replacement players lost two of the next three games. The locker room was divided after strike due to the decision of a few players led by Gasno to cross the picket line. 
The Jets remained in contention in a mediocre AFC East through much of the season, but dropped all four games in December to finish 6-9 and nine in last place. In 1988, the sack exchange era ended as Joe Klecko failed his off-season physical and was waived. Linebacker Lance Mill announced his retirement during training camp, and Mark Gastineau retired mid-season, citing personal reasons. In spite of these departures, the Jets finished with an 8-7-1 record. They secured a winning record by ending the season with the victory over the Giants, which cost their state in-state rivals a playoff berth. The team performed badly in 1989, finishing 4-12. On December 18, 1989, the Jets hired executive Dick Steinberg from the New York Patriots to take over as general manager. Three days after New York's final game of the season, a 37-0 loss to the Bills at Giants Stadium, Steinberg fired Walton and began to search for the team's 10th coach. The disastrous 1989 campaign cost Walton the chance to be the first Jets coach to complete his career with a winning record, a statistic he later admitted he cared about deeply. And that's it for the episode today. Um, Next week, or Thursday, sorry, I will be talking about the search for success, the decade of the 90s where they tried to have many different head coaches but little success. Thank you so much for watching. I appreciate the support that you, the fans, have given us. And we can't wait for that 1,000 download all time or 1,000 downloads in the last 30 days to happen so that we can do a celebration, which would include a question and answer session with me. I'm trying to get my wife to be on the podcast that day, but... Who knows? Maybe I can try and swing some other people from the network to be on here um, whenever that uh, goal happens. Thank you so very much. This is Stephen Jarvis signing off. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's Deluxe Edition Network dot com.